Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. This turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 34, Shaq Diesel with the Lakers edition of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, sorry about the wait. Uh, just been working a lot, working on some wedding stuff. Got caught up in a nigga moment, also. And uh, yeah, but I'm back, right back at it like I left something, you know. So uh, a lot to talk about today. Um, so I guess we're just going to go ahead and get started. I guess first things first on that Summer Jam screen, we're going to put your man George. I'm not Spanish. I'm a white supremacist Zimmerman up there on that Summer Jam screen. Uh, in case you've been living under a rock for the past couple days, uh, he is trying to auction off the gun that killed uh, our young brother Trayvon Martin. And this is just disgusting. We let this happen. America really did let this happen. This man is feeling untouchable. He's feeling invincible. And, uh, you know, the the system of white supremacy, it worked for him. It cloaked him, you know, in a cloak of invincibility. And, uh, you know, this man is, he has the audacity to sell the weapon that he killed a black child with, you know. And uh, from my understanding, uh, there is a legitimate bid on his gun for about 400K. It's being reported by uh, TMZ. And, um, yeah, it's, it's very disgusting. Uh, it's very tasteless. And, um, you know, this is, this is sad. You know, right now we're living in a society where it's cool to just kind of sit and just watch and let shit happen like this. And we just, you know, criticize it and don't do anything about it. You know, I know somebody, uh, you know, kept betting on it or, uh, hitting the auction block on it uh, to uh, rise it up to a few million dollars and then they took it down you know suspended the campaign but you know the, the weapon is right back up on uh, a different site and um, you know I, I just can't imagine how Trayvon's parents feel that this man at the first he had the audacity to talk crazy on Twitter then he posted a, a photo of Trayvon's lifeless body you know, and then, you know, he after the trial, after he was acquitted, you know, it showed that he was just a piece of shit, you know, from getting into it with road rage incidents, beating the shit out of his girlfriend. This guy was just a piece of shit. And now he's just a model citizen for the Second Amendment. And this just really shows, you know, how dangerous it is for our black kids to be out here in these sundown towns. You know, um, and if you don't know what a sundown town is, um, a sundown town is basically what it looks like now is a gated community or it's a small town or area of town in a big metropolitan city um that's mainly all white and once the sun goes down and your black ass is out there uh they'll call the cops on you or they'll kill you you know and that community will protect you will protect them the killers or the aggravators or the assaulters you know against you 
And, um, you know, that's what happened with Trayvon. You know, he went to the store, grabbed some Skittles and the Arizona tea. Um, you know, George Zimmerman kept uh, harassing him. And then he put his hands on him, you know, and then, you know, a scuffle ensued and then he killed, you know, Trayvon. Um, you know, it was even recorded on the 911 call that the operator told him, you know, leave the kid alone, you know, let the cops handle it and all this other shit. And, you know, he was feeling big and bold with that pistol. And, you know, what Francis Cress Wilson said about the gun, it's the great equalizer and you know why it is. Uh, it's, you know, protection from genetic annihilation, just to protect from, you know, melanin and DNA of uh, black men and black women, you know, just because of the fear of genetic annihilation and for everybody to say it george zimmerman is you know hispanic you know he identifies as white you know we're talking about the concept of race race is man-made we're not talking about ethnicity here we're talking about race and you know what he's an honorary white person you know he's white that's his race that's what he identifies with a white hispanic you know um and it's disgusting you know, it, it really is, and it um, it hurts just seeing shit like this, you know, and uh, we let this happen. When I say we, I mean everyone in the United States let this happen, and there's so many people championing for him. You know, he's, like I said before, he's a poster child for the Second Amendment, for the Stand Your Ground law, but if you remember uh, way back, there was that one sister who uh, tried to use the stand your ground law when she shot a gun in the air with her abusive husband was whooping her ass and she ended up getting prison time. Then she got out and I don't know what happened so far, but I think uh, after she got out, that D.A. is trying to trump up some more charges to put that sister back in prison. I don't know if she went back, um, but yeah, that just shows how the system works and uh, is rigged against black folks. And it really does hurt. It cuts deep. You know, this is a heavy loss for black folks to take. And, you know, there's people talking about, oh, what if OJ, you know, wanted to sell the knife and the gloves and auction them off? Well, um, you know, they got OJ's black ass. They got his dumb ass. You know, he got off, um, you know, mainly due to, I mean, just common sense is what he got off on. And, you know, they pointed out that race was a factor, especially with Mark Furman. And, you know, just the situation of, you know, the blood drop that they found in the Bronco or whatever, it, it was already it had that chemical in it um, that they use uh, so it won't, so the blood won't clot up and dry up. Um, the drop of blood had that in it, so you, obviously that was planted. And uh, Mark Furman, you know, was recording saying that, you know, he would do anything in his power to, you know, have a black person uh, convicted. And uh, the gloves didn't fit and nobody went into Nicole's background, you know, at the time after the divorce, you know, she was hanging out with a whole bunch of women um, who were very loose, doing anything they could to, you know, snort some cocaine and party hard, you know, that she was living that free life, you know, um, sucking and fucking anything moving. It was a swinger's life. And um, yeah, and they were hanging out with a uh, mafia hitman, too. So that's all. It's all fact, so there was just too much not to convict OJ. So you really can't, you really can't compare it. I understand where people are coming from, but you can't really compare it. They got OJ's dumbass, you know. Um, they even had uh, who was that? Goldsman, uh, Ron Goldsman, uh, parents speaking at the trial for him, you know, stealing his own shit back, his memory, memorabilia, and his dumbass. You know, he's still up here skinning and grinning with these white folks, and you know they never forgot what happened at that murder trial. 
you know, when he was on trial for murder. They never forgot. And they was just like, okay, let's just throw the book at it. You know, OJ's going to die in prison. Um, but, you know, this system in place is, is uh, you know, it's designed for people who identify as white to win, you know. Um, and that's really all I got to say about that. You know, it's disgusting. And whoever purchases that gun, you know, um, yeah, I don't know why you would want that. You know, they say he's trying to sell it as a piece of American history. Um, I think he probably ran through that uh, couple hundred thousand dollars that he had, you know, from the crowdfunding um, that was donated to him. He probably ran through that money and he's probably hurting right now. Um, I know at one point he was selling uh, fucking uh, Confederate flag paintings and signing them and doing shows at, you know, gun shows and shit like that. Appearances at gun shows. All other kind of, you know, bullshit and nonsense like that. So, you know, it's, his his funds is, is kind of slowing up. You know, he's a, he's a self-hating uh, Hispanic, you know. Um, you know, like I said, he identifies as white and race is a concept, you know, that's only been introduced, what, about a couple hundred years ago? Uh, about 300, close to 300 years ago. So, yeah, he identifies as white and, you know, he, he's protected. You know, it's a very disgusting thing. It's very horrible. And, um, you know, I, I really I really don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you know, where you, you're, you physically feel ill about this, you know. And, uh, you know, that's how I felt for the past few days and just thinking about it over and over. Um, it's very sad. And, uh, you know. I really don't have anything else to say about this issue. It's it's depressing. It's disgusting, and you. It's one of those things where you like, what the fuck else is he gonna pull out of his trick bag? You know, what the fuck else is he going to? Is he going to sell? Is he gonna sell like fucking self defense videos? You know how to stalk and kill. You know black kids, and then you had folks defending him during the trial. You know like um, Ann Coulter with her you know fucking skeletal looking ass um you know she had the audacity to talk about you know how um um you know how black men commit more crimes and that's why you know george zimmerman had it in his mind that trayvon was a criminal and it was a justified killing and you know all these websites started posting pictures of trayvon you know with his middle finger up and stuff like that and um it was you know, like that justified killing a 17-year-old child. So, you know, it's just how they view us. Is how they, when I say us, I mean black folks. You know, they always view our kids and our teens, you know, as, you know, uh, late 20-something super niggas out here. You know, with these superpowers, superhuman strength. You know, they felt inferior, uh, you know, to the physical stature of these, of, uh, you know, of our kids and us. And... It hurts. It hurts going through this because every day you're reminded and, you know, there's always, oh, this is a post-racial America. The president is black and all this other bullshit. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, you know, just moving on, speaking about presidential, looks like your man um, Donald the Joker Trump is, uh, you know, going to take that Republican nomination uh, for, you know, running for president. And, um... Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. It, you know, the Republican Party let this happen. You know, um, 
white folks, like me and Brandon talked about way back on episode 28, you know, uh, white men want their country back. They really do. And they want to get it back by any means. And, you know, folks are talking about it's going to get worse under Trump as far as race relations and shit like that. No, it's not because you're not going to have all these microaggressions and all this pettiness and all these race soldiers acting out because a white man is going to be back in power running the country. And you know what? White white supremacists and white extremists are going to feel like everything is right in the world, you know. And so you have people talking about how um, how the government is too big, how Trump is going to make America great again. And when they talk about that, they're speaking about a specific time period. They're speaking about, uh, I would say, before 1968. I would say between the early, I would say between, I would say, what, 44, 1944, up until 1968, uh, up until that time. Just because they were called the 50s, the quote unquote golden age after World War II. Um, you know, they talk about how low, how they had, you know, a high tax rate. They were taxing, you know, millionaires at 90 some percent, but only like four people paid that tax. Everybody else knew loopholes through that tax. And they were talking about how the government was a lot smaller, which was a goddamn lie. And so we'll break down that myth of when people talk about how they want a smaller government. And what they mean is, um, you know, at that time in the 50s, you know, after World War Two. So what was that? 1944. So 1944 up until I would say the mid 60s, right up until that civil rights bill happened. You know, the government it still was as big as it is today, but the benefits were only going to white folks. So the government only got big in the mid 60s when those benefits you know, started going towards, you know, civil rights movements and the federal government stepped in and stepped over those states' rights. And I'll break down state rights later. But, <clears throat> you know, it's two sides of the same coin, the left and right. You know, they were working together, you know, with the whole New Deal. And you had those Southern Democrats, you know, they, they got on point. They got on with the New Deal if it, you know, somehow excluded people of color. You know, and so they... Um, manipulated that for people who worked like blue collar jobs they couldn't be a part of a new deal and shit like that these benefits couldn't touch these people and it was you know legal dim uh, discrimination so Jim Crow and so you look at something like um, in 56 you had the uh, the Federal and Highway Act of 1956 which was the National Interstate and Defense Highway Act you know that created a bunch of jobs just tons of jobs you know expanding the interstate system then you had the gi bill aka the va home loan uh guarantee uh program so there was a lot of besides home loans there was a bunch of business loans from these men coming home from world war ii and you had some brothers too but were they able to benefit from that absolutely not so that's when white flight start happening when you had all these home loans happening and you're getting all these business loans and you know banks really wasn't trying to fuck with nobody you know either you had a bunch of money or you didn't it was just the haves and the haves nots and you know after that gi bill happened that's when the middle class was created and so you you know you had all these 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 cookie cutter homes start going up and everything of that sort and um 
yeah so then you so from 1944 up to 1967 you know black folks couldn't obtain a home loan or those business loans and then you're like oh but the next year you had the fair housing act of, act of 1968 it looked great on paper but it wasn't enforced until 1988 so now you got from 1944 to 1988 so 44 years of unfair housing practices you know and this includes home loans and that's basically how you generate wealth when you accrue that home loan and then you can take out a mortgage to send your kids to college and things of that sort or take out you know that second mortgage to start a business or you know paying off that home it boosts your credit to an amazing amazing you know status and then you qualify for other loans because you paid off a huge home so you have from 1944 up until 1988 because up in 88 that's when you had the fair housing amendment act and the fair housing act of 68 they they enforced it in 88 so that's when people start you know talking about when they say they want the government to be smaller they mean they want those benefits coming back just strictly to american whites that's what they mean that's the jig on that so then you start talking about oh then they you know then if they they talk about that they want to deflect and say you know the federal government is taking over you know we need to make everything state rights and so you'll see that with this uh the lgbtq community you know when uh gays uh, and lesbians can marry you know we came down from the supreme court you had all these people talking about, oh it should be states rights this you know that da, 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 da. and you know they have the same feeling you know about black so what they really want is you know these different states you know to be kind of bigoted so they can build a white utopia you know they don't want big brother telling them what they do they want everything at a state's level so they can build that white utopia so everybody can go up to montana or something like that or wyoming if it gets you know too quote-unquote liberal meaning you know all these niggas here you know doing good so that's what it means when they talk about they want the federal government to step back that's that jig right there and that's what they believe trump is going to do you know and trump is a very 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 rich man and i just don't understand how these poor folks poor white folks think that he has their best interests at heart you know and he's a failed businessman too been bankrupt multiple times uh, multiple marriages but hey i guess he's going to make america great again but that's what it means when they want to make america great again you have two good two things from that so you take two things from that so the first one is when they talk about <clears throat> excuse me making the government smaller they mean just giving those benefits to white folks and i gave you the example you know with like the gi bill and then from so basically from 1944 after world war ii up until 1988 so that's when all these benefits start popping out you know just strictly for white folks and that accrued a lot of wealth for whites in the middle class so that's what they mean when they want a smaller government then when they talk about everything should be at a state level and the feds are taking over they want to build a white utopia you know they want to deal with you know some some kind of bigoted state governors and things like that and you know just some straight white mayonnaise or white bread ass utopia 
So that's the jig right there. So don't be confused when people are talking about making government smaller and all this other stuff. I broke it down to the bare bones for you. So that's basically what happens. So how do black folks and people of color get their uh, voting game right? Well, you got to create voter blocks. And I talked about voter blocks before. So let me just keep talking about it again until folks actually understand this. So if you want to let <clears throat> like your grandma, your grandpa hear this. So they won't be out here voting all willy nilly on some dumb shit and just voting because America going to be bad because Trump getting the office. No, it's not going to get worse because how worse can it be with these cops out here killing us left and right and citizens, white supremacists and extremists killing us? Hey, you look at George Zimmerman, prime example under a black president. OK, so going to these voter blocks. So what is a voter block? It's just a group of voters that has the same concerns for their group, causing them to vote for candidates that will address that group's concerns. And a perfect example of that, if you go back to the 2012 elections, uh, you know, for presidential elections, you look at the Latinos, you know, um, when the Dream Act failed uh, in 2012, you know, President Obama made that executive action for uh, DACA. <clears throat> that dream act was basically you know um uh, keeping certain you know um immigrants in here illegal immigrants here and their kids here so that failed and he made that executive order or <clears throat> order for a daca which is deferred action for childhood arrivals and since 2012 it's been over 700,000 illegal immigrants have been you know protected temporarily from deportation and you know how that happened that was with Eva Longoria and she was a bundler so you listen so you're like what the fuck is a bundler you know like with Cox Cable and your cable provider and CenturyLink you bundle things together you know your internet cable house phone I don't know how many folks under 50 got a house phone but hey if you do you do hey whatever floats your boat um but a bundler and a <clears throat> excuse me I know I'm talking a lot but a bundler in a political aspect or within a voter block is basically a wealthy or well-connected person, you know, that commits to raising funds for candidates by collecting donations of up to $5,000 from, you know, an unlimited number of individuals. So a lot of times these people are very influential, you know, um, so like Eva Longoria, big with the Latino community. And then you had the uh, LGBTQ community. Um, you had Ricky Martin. You had uh, Ellen. They were all throwing fundraisers for President Obama. And these fundraisers, you know, for people to attend these balls and these dinners, you know, it ranged from, you know, tickets range from five grand up to 35 grand. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's how the Latinos and the gays, uh, the LGBTQ community raised so much money for President Obama. And you see what happened. You know, that executive order for DACA happened. And then, you know, later on, all of a sudden, gay marriage is, you know, legal everywhere. All 50 states, you know, um, Supreme Court, you know, got it through. So black folks, we really got to get it together. You know, we need these black actors, actresses and, you know, athletes to start throwing some fundraisers. I know we'd like to be like, oh, we can do it ourselves and we can absolutely fucking do it ourselves. We can throw fundraisers, you know, <clears throat> with prizes and things of that store and start pulling our money together and standing behind these candidates and start, you know, pushing our agenda too. we have to understand that, 
and you have to understand you have to you know put an agenda behind your vote and you might have to slip a couple of dollars in an envelope too and so how you do that that's going back to the fundraisers like i just said so hopefully that game has just been broken down to you and you understand that so we really need to start creating voter blocks get some bundlers out here and because uh, we have these celebrities who donate you know these black celebrities but you don't ever see them black celebrities or athletes throwing like galas and fundraisers for president presidential nominees you'll see them attending like um some liberal hollywood producer and they'll you know drop that 35 racks or something like that but you know black folks need to start banding together and throwing our own fundraisers for a presidential candidate that's what we really need to do so we can't we got to stop denying the power of a dollar we do that way too much you know we think and i've said this before just because your great granddad got hit in the head with a brick for voter rights you know to the right to vote we are here voting for tradition and trying to vote for the lesser of two evils we really have to have an agenda and we have to learn how to play this game in america we don't know how to play the capitalist game we don't know how to play the political game we just out here just reacting we're not planning anything so we really need to start planning asap all right so moving on to selling hope like dope uh gotta put your man caitlin jenner up there aka bruce jenner uh cbs news is reporting that um he wants to transition back to being a man so this is gonna strike um you know a lot of debate uh especially with the uh, transgender uh the, or the gender neutral bathrooms that's uh that's going to start popping up and um you know also the issue of transgender um you know especially uh you know people can use this as a reference you know some folks are going to argue that it could be a mental health issue um as far as identifying as a different gender that you were born uh, physically so it is going to cause a lot of controversy uh honestly what i believe is that um you know uh, bruce was uh you know looking for some sympathy with uh his murder trial trying to create a smoke screen uh you know that he uh, caused a wreck uh where someone died and uh you know he got off um you know the thing is uh, I just feel like it was a smokescreen and he used the, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community, uh, you know, to garner support for what he was going through and some sympathy. And now that, you know, the smoke is kind of clearing and, uh, you know, shit ain't popping like he thought it was going to be. And uh, he didn't, I guess he doesn't feel comfortable being, you know, uh, looking like a woman while trying to, you know, date women because he said he's still attracted to women. And, uh, you know, uh, that that interview that he had on Ellen when he was talking about he was still a staunch Republican, um, you know, hardcore right winger, it didn't it didn't sit right. You know, he, he still was sounding like, you know, a, a straight man. Um, so, um, you know, what do you guys think? You know, because I honestly feel like, you know, he just, you know, the jig is up. You know, it was for attention for a few dollars and for sympathy to get off on his uh, murder trial, you know. Because uh, honestly, if he was still Bruce, you know, he, he would have been, you know, uh, sitting somewhere, not, you know, not in prison, you know, a hardcore prison, but he'd be, you know, sitting at some camp or something, you know, for a few years, uh, you know, for murdering somebody, you know, so uh, for vehicular homicide. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think, because I feel like folks are going to start arguing that, um, you know, this could be a mental health issue and, you know, it could, uh, you know, uh, you know, put a 
put a nail in the coffin of these gender neutral bathrooms and of this debate you know of is a trans person really you know is it really is it really something you know or is it just a mental health issue so you know uh bruce is hurting the trans community more than he's helping it right now by transitioning back so uh let me know what you think about it make sure you uh you know just shoot me something on twitter or on facebook y'all know how to find me you know all the information is up there you know um yeah which is yeah that's fucking crazy but yeah bruce jenner is no longer going to be caitlin jenner all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes gotta shout out the uh smith family in new jersey if you haven't heard that's the family of eight i believe who uh, went in on one powerball ticket one of them being a pastor i believe uh went in the 429.6 million dollar powerball how crazy is that and on one ticket you know nobody else and so they're gonna opt to take the lump sum which is about 284 million dollars divide that by eight breaks down to almost 35 and a half million dollars per person and uh you know hopefully uh the brother and these sisters uh you know be smart with their money you know i see that they did seek financial counsel as uh, soon as you know they uh cashed in the ticket and came forward which is very very smart and um you know what i just hope they be smart with that money i hope they invest i hope they protect every single dollar uh you know because there are some vultures out there you know some creditors that come to them you know talking that nonsense trying to get them uh to do this that and the third you know trying to get them to uh you know purchase all kind of crazy ass shit you know you can get this lambo right now for zero dollars down and all just crazy shit so hopefully they'll find a way to protect you know their their cash their money from creditors coming towards them and trying to be vultures and you know hopefully they're just smart with their money um hopefully they build and invest and uh you know nothing but love for them you know this is uh, hopefully this turns into a blessing and not a lesson you know i hope it doesn't turn into uh something nasty um where you know they got a line full of people you know coming and talking to them and you know tell them about their problems i know it's gonna happen but you know if i was a winner you know if i was a lottery winner you know i i do everything in my power to not come forward you know i'd be up there with a a ton of you know a prosthetic nose i'd be up there with some dark makeup on you know i'd be on there with a wig everybody know i'm bald as the day is long but i'd be up there with a lebron james hairline you know just kinky in the front and uh you know i'd be in there talking with an accent with a limp you know because soon as soon as i got that deposit you know i'm ghost you know i'm that you know as soon as i leave the lottery office from doing a press conference i wouldn't even come back home i wouldn't even come straight back home you know i just i just go somewhere i'd be in a hotel somewhere honestly i wouldn't go to work i wouldn't you know i'd throw my iphone in the missouri river and i'd be sit up in a hotel somewhere you know because i know it would be nothing but a horde of people 
sitting out in front of my little apartment, you know, banging on the door, trying to get in and trying to hold a couple thousand dollars. So, you know, hopefully those folks, you know, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be safe and nobody's plotting on them. And, you know, just I want them to be smart with their money and protect their money, you know, so they can pass that down, keep passing it down, you know, uh, create a trust for the little ones. And uh, yeah, so nothing but love and respect to them. And uh, so we're going to move on to uh, hold this L. And I hate to do this, but my San Antonio Spurs are going to have to hold this L. Uh, they just went out in the Easter, I mean, the Western Conference semifinals. Not the Western Conference finals, not the NBA finals, but damn semis uh, to the OKC uh, Thunder. And the problem was rebounding. Uh, you had Cantor and Adams just get creating second chance points. And if you don't know what a second chance point is, that's when somebody shoots it and somebody and you break it, and somebody on your same team gets the rebound. So you got a second chance at a point. So that's what killed San Antonio. And uh, you know I was kind of disappointed that Lamarcus Aldridge didn't show up. You know after those uh, first two games when he had 38 and 41. Uh, you know Kawhi Leonard kept doing his thing. You know he still was playing unrelenting defense um, but San Antonio just looked bad out there they 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 really did you know they uh, they won that first game blew them out and uh, then it was just a struggle from there on we end up losing the series four to two and uh, you know Timmy had heart in that last game six you know he really put it out there all on the line he stills out there producing you know he's not producing double digit points but you know he still gets you you know some key points uh definitely get you some blocks and he'll definitely get you some boards um he just needed some help out there you know i, I wish we would have saw more of boris dial out there i, I wish i would have saw more of david west because he is a very tough competitor hopefully he comes back next year i know he signed that one year one million uh two million dollar veteran uh, uh salary you know he signed the, the, the veteran minimum and uh hopefully he comes back because i like his toughness he is very tough down in the paint and he'll mix it up with anybody i love that about david west and we needed that uh but what i need from lamarcus is him to you know really just kind of feel comfortable taking over i felt like he kind of pouted after he dropped 41 and we lost the game you know granted you know he did put up a big effort but you need to bring that every night and you know some sometimes the ball you know it just it just doesn't swing your way and uh, I felt like he kind of pouted about that. You know, he said something a little sassy in the media, you know, about that, you know, putting up such a big performance and his teammates didn't show up. You know, I understand calling him out, but you call him out in practice. You don't do that in front of the worldwide stage. Um, that's just not how the Spurs roll. So um, everybody's questioning if Mono's coming back or Timmy's coming back. I mean, they do this every season. You know, they did it last season when the Clippers took us out and now with OKC. And uh, hopefully OKC can uh put up a fight against golden state but i don't think it is i think it's gonna be you know uh four game sweep you know or at the most five games i honestly see that because you know i mean they they have no answer for the splash brothers i mean russell westbrook is a great competitor um but you know he gets torched by steph curry and then who's gonna guard clay thompson you know clay thompson's a uh fuck around and give you 37 40 points you know if you're not if you're playing him one-on-one and you're trying to double up on Steph and then you got Draymond Green down there who's a stretch four or five I don't that man just he can pretty much play the three four or the five sometimes he'll come up bringing the ball up and um 
you know he 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 uh you know he he makes it tough for big men but uh i, I really i really wish my spurs would have made it to the you know wcf because i felt like we matched up better with um, golden state but we always do this you know after we win a title you know it seems like we struggle in a few years and we you know we get back to it if you look at just how when we won in 99 then it took us, you know, to 2003 to win the second one. Then it was, then we were on a run then because uh, we won in 03, 05, 07, and then in 2007 we didn't come back until what uh, 2013. But we lost in the finals and then we came back with a vengeance in 2014 in the playoffs. Like we just we played with with hunger and that's what I really want to see again. But I felt like everybody was kind of fulfilled. Timmy got his five. And, you know, uh, Manu and, <clears throat> excuse me, Timmy, uh, I mean, uh, Tony, you know, they got their, you know, their four rings, so they're good, they're Gucci, but, um, you know, I, I I expect more next season from LaMarcus, and uh, hopefully, you know, he works closely with uh, Timmy, and, um, you know, about poise, and, you know, doing what he needs to be done to win, you know, and uh, Kawhi, he's, he's only going to get better. Uh, you know, he was shooting lights out this whole season. Defense was crazy. I just I want him to continue to do that and keep being a great two-way player. And I want fucking Danny Green to learn how to put the fucking ball on the floor. Stop being such a... I know that's all you can do is catch and shoot, but you are so fucking trash on a fast break. Or when you try to pump fake and put the ball on the floor and drive. Like, how are you? How have you made it to this level and you don't know how to drive to the cup? Every shooter should know how to drive to the cup. You look at somebody like Reggie Miller. He knew how to pump fake and he knew how to put it on the floor and free up some space. You look at somebody like Rip Hamilton. He knew how to, he was a shooter and he could fight through picks like you do and he could put, but he could put it on the floor and drive. Ray Allen could do the same damn thing. Even Larry Bird knew how to manipulate and pump fake and get to the cup. I need you to work on your fucking driving game because every time you put the ball on the floor, my heart is in my throat. I don't care if it's a one on four. You still struggle to put the ball on the floor on a fucking fast break of one on four. Just give it up. Don't go straight to the cup. That's all I want you to do is to work on driving, pump faking and driving to the fucking cup. That's what I want to see from you. Like everybody wants to see a better offensive game from Kawhi Leonard when we lost in the uh, 2013 finals to Miami Heat when they won the back-to-back. So what did Kawhi do? He worked on his shot. He worked on his post-up game. Then, you know, we lost uh, the season before to the Clippers. So he worked on his three-point shot even better and his jump shot. So what is he doing this summer? I don't know. He's working on something great. But I don't know if you need to just play one-on-one with that nigga all summer. You need to do something Danny fucking green. Because you piss me smooth the fuck off when you put the ball on the floor. And it's always a fucking turnover, a badass pass. Alright, but still, my San Antonio Spurs have to hold this L. Timmy D still is a class act. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, retire. But if he does, I understand. He got five on it. Alright, so moving on to the last portion of the show. Um, Health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So this quote is kind of like a proverb. Um, Basically, it just says, Men trip not on mountains, they stumble on stones. 
So basically, my interpretation of that is basically just pay attention to the small steps and take all the small steps you need and just really pay attention to the detail and next thing you know, you're climbing that mountain. Alright? That's pretty much all that it means. Simple as that. So, I need y'all to keep working towards your goal, keep working towards your dreams. And you know what? Just keep taking those steps. Keep taking those steps because next thing you know, you're going to be on top of that mountain and you're going to be getting paid, doing what you love and taking care of your family the right way. So much love, much respect. And uh, yeah, I'll holler at y'all next week. One. What up, Midwest? They forgot about the fourth coast. It ain't nothing, no. What up, Arkansas, Minnesota, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri? Everybody in the middle. Think about God Fisher Never matter, but goddamn, that's my nigga I figure real estate investor pie flipper Never snitch me, I'm in a bathrobe fly slipper Left Chicago with good money for five drops West side, did the south side like the white side Van Buren, Pulaski, K-Town is Contra Their daily departure in front of McArthur's I'm the author for gangsters, tough guy did the whole Ohio, but I started off a Buckeye Columbus to Natty, them towns I raped them Few clowns was hating, move my pounds to Dayton And in Akron, my niggas, they would throw things Not King James, these were coke kings And you acting grown, doggy, you ain't back at home You smack the soul, wrapped in chrome, you better get a chaperone If you know like I know, you should lie low Killer. I used to get it in Ohio Don't forget the shy yo Guns look like a pyro You keep playing, you look like a gyro Go ahead and hate me, hater Cause I'm fly than the aviator Well you'll get smacked with the radiator And I get catered, player wanna talk Maybe later, told her time was up 88, a flavor, flavor Need your neck choked Rather your neck broke, your dead broke Yet folks, the jewels are like eggs and you'll get yoked up, switchblade poked up Bitch made since 6th grade, he need his rope Yes, cowboy roped up, y'all boys so what? No one, dope cracking coke is in the coat tuck Roll up, hold up, family this a hold up Get close up, soaked up, I'm KG, post up, host up, no luck Turn beef to cold cuts Family getting bread while he about to get his loaf cut Y'all doped up, this game is sold up Malcolm X, tell a white bitch, yo, I want my toes If up. you know like I know, you should lie low Killer. I used to get it in Ohio Don't forget the shadow Guns are like a pyro You keep playing, you look like a gyro I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6 12 to 12, well, they carry my bricks And them 12, 12 fiends to marry the sniff And the V12, that's on various trips Y'all make a rubber laugh Me, I took another path Coming to my habitat Hover crabs, bubble bath Duffel bag stuffed with cash Fell in love with man I got the green bands, red brains, mustard jag White coat, tan dope, black gun, trade deuce Silver bullets, purple pips, blue pills, gray goose 
pull out the rat tat tat Tuck, tuck, say goose, beige goose, sway goose, send him off the Jesus Ace deuce, yeah, yeah, piss off the state troops See me, then they don't, I disappear, say poop Play Zeus, homeboy, get a replace tooth Not pot, mean dust, when a nigga say If you know, like I know, you should lie low Killer, I used to get it in Ohio Don't forget the shy, yo, guns are like a pyro You keep playing, you look like a gyro Know what it is, nigga, holler I'm 40 for Lennox, you faggot niggas suck a dick, fuck niggas Everybody in the whole Midwest Indiana Nebraska Omaha, what's happening? Everybody in Denver Iowa Illinois Chi-Town, Ohio, you know what it is I'll be home soon Milwaukee Wisconsin What up, Leche? Yo, happy I'ma drop another package off. Duke on that west side of Chicago. <laughs> what up, everybody in Columbus?